Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran. Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here, licensed practice law, practice law in California and Arizona. We take federal intellectual property cases nationwide, trademark, copyright, so forth. So anyway, uh, we are talking in this podcast about the license transfer. Okay, so software audits. We're talking, you're in the middle of a software audit, and you're like, oh my God, I got a letter from the Business Software Alliance or the SIIA. You may have got a letter from Autodesk or Microsoft also does software audits. So, you know, Adobe. Um, anyway, so you, some companies get in and they say, you know, you know, basically in a software audit, you have to put down the, the types of software that you're running on your computers and servers and laptops, how much you have, who's using what you come up and gather your proofs and your receipts or proof of purchases from your authorized vendors, things like that. And you have to basically justify your license ownership position. So that's really just a nutshell of the software audit. And what happens in some cases is, you know, we get this situation where somebody has a proof of purchase, but it's actually from an old employer. And they'll say, well, you know, I I got my license, I got this software license from my old employer. And maybe even you pitched in to pay for it. We've seen partnerships where maybe somebody pitched in to pay for the software license. And now they're, they went off on their own, they started the new company, or maybe they started some sort of derivative subsidiary company, you know, so forth and so on. So the question in this podcast is, is do those licenses transfer? Now, I always tell everyone, you know, you have to read your licenses. I know it sounds crazy, but you say, well, no way I can read all that legalese, that legal jargon the licensing. I wouldn't even know what it meant if I read it. But but before you rely on taking software with you and installing it at your new company, you really need to go and see what the license said. Does it allow you to transfer? Is it is it are you allowed to transfer it to a new entity without telling the software publisher? You know, so that's the question. And you know, like I said, in general, I think you're going to find out that a lot of software licenses do not allow you to freely transfer, do not allow you to sell the software. Another example is what well, you say, well, I'm starting my new company and I'm paying, you know, I'm, I, you know, he's got, let's just say he's got an Autodesk perpetual license or a Revit perpetual licenses and they don't, they don't allow those anymore. So that's a really nice asset if you can, if you can transfer it. But the question is, can you? And, you know, if you look at a lot of these licensing agreements, each each license is going to be a little bit different. So you do have to get in and read that. But, you know, it may tell you, no, you cannot sell this software to a third party. Well, what if we go out of business? Well, you know, that's you don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, what happens if we go into bankruptcy court? You know, can is that something that's transferable? Can you auction it off? Can a bankruptcy trustee even auction that off? So a lot of different questions that come up, but I'm just going to give you a couple general grounds, and this is one software company. I'm not going to 
name names because it's, you know, it's important for you to check with any software company that you're going to deal with. And you may find that they hold the sole discretion as to whether allow the transfer or not. Again, read the licensing agreement, okay? So this is something that potentially pops up as a potential defense or something that, you know, goes down, I should say, in a software, you know, negotiating a settlement in one of these business software alliance cases or, like I said, um, different cases dealing with Autodesk, okay? And other software companies. We deal with other software companies as well. But some common grounds where you may, and I say may because you're going to have to check and see if they're willing to do it. You're going to have to check to see what sort of requirements they impose. But some grounds that may allow you to get a license transferred is, and again, you should probably do this before you're moving off and leaving to the new company to try to try to get this done. But you know, it's, you know, like I said, it may be something you could work at any stage. It's something that has to be worked out, okay? Worked out with the copyright holder. The company that makes the software is the copyright holder, okay? So here's some common grounds where you may be able to work such a transfer. Um, you have the merger of two or more companies. So if two companies are merging, one's buying out the other, uh, these can raise some tricky situations in, as far as what are you buying, um, you know, sometimes you have a case where an acquiring company buys a, is buying a company and all their computers and laptops and servers and, you know, unfortunately nothing's licensed. So there really is a, a due diligence that should go on in, you know, sort of the mergers and acquisitions process, something to look at. But if two companies are merging, there may be a way to get those licenses transferred from the old company to the acquiring company, okay? So that's something to bear in mind. Um, the divestiture or acquisition of one company by another, um, this could be a one company divesting all its assets or a, a sale of substantially all the assets to another company, leaving essentially nothing left. That may be another grounds to transfer a license, a software license. Um, transfers between subsidiaries, so sometimes you have a company that owns other companies, and those are subsidiaries. If you have a transfer of a license between subsidiaries, again, this may be something that you would be permitted to transfer your licenses to another entity so they can legally use them. Um, dissolution of a partnership, another one, if you have two companies or two businesses working as partners, um, joint venture, I don't know how that might be handled, but let's just say you have a joint venture, that would probably be something to explore and those can be a little bit different, a joint venture and a partnership, so you really need to take a look at that. Um, if, you are, if you are transferring your, your software to a U.S. governmental organization, okay, so you're just saying, well, hey, you know, I'm just going to donate this or donate to a nonprofit organization. Those are things that might be permitted. Once again, check with your software provider. Um, and transfers to another country. So this should give you, just like I said, a basic idea of some ways to be thinking about the transfer of licenses, when it may work. Your timing on that's another question. Again, I encourage you to contact the software provider, ask them what their grounds for transfer are, um, see what types of information and documentation they require. And if you're going to be trying to engage in these kinds of things, do it legally, get it in writing, make sure everybody's happy because what you don't want is somebody saying, hey, you're, you've got your, you're using this software at a new company 
and you say, well, I know, but I licensed it or I paid for it or something or they transferred it to me and it's not really registered on the a software publisher's database that way and now you're stuck and somebody's claiming you're committing copyright infringement and then you end up in my world where you say, what do we do now? We've got big problems on our hands. So anyway, so that's just a general legal overview. This is Attorney Steve. If you can need more information, you can go to softwareauditlawyers.com. That's softwareauditlawyers.com. And we've got tons of information, videos, podcasts, articles. We've been helping lots of companies protect themselves and fight against uh, and defend, I should say, in software audits, and we can help your business too. Okay, so if you have any questions, give us a ring, 877-276-5084. We look forward to working with you, and have a great day. We'll talk again. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.